0: Hello everyone. Welcome to The Writing Cabin with Tara Benner. I'm author Tara Benner and this is my cabin. We all need to escape into story from time to time and it is very cold out today, very snowy, so it's the perfect day to come into The Writing Cabin, sit down by the fire, have some hot cocoa, and talk about books. Before we get started today, I wanted to take a moment to thank our newest patron, Bonnie. Bonnie recently came to us through the Facebook reader group, actually, and mentioned that she had just lost her husband of 51 years, and she said that reading was helping her get through this horrible time of grief. Then we had another member of the group comment that she was also grieving through reading, Um, and so if, if that's how you're coming to us, thank you for being here. Um, sorry for your loss, Bonnie. Um, Bonnie has most recently joined us on Patreon. And so Bonnie, if you're listening, we are so happy to have you and we wish you the very best. If you, dear listener, would like to join our Patreon family, you can do so over at patreon.com forward slash Tara Benner labs. I create a brand new short story every single month for my patrons. I also produce a monthly video diary over there. So join our family. It's a good place to, to come if you're a reader. This week's featured book is Blood Ties. Blood Ties is the prequel to Etherwitch Witch from Gabriel and Wesley's point of view. It's a dual perspective story told in alternating chapters. Um, basically, in this book, Wesley has just made detective and has been drawn into a string of unusual murders. The victims are all handsome men at the top of their game, murdered by a woman with supernatural strength. His brother Gabriel knows that something is not right about this, that Wesley's killer is a vampire. Gabriel is determined to stake the killer before Wesley gets too close, but to do that, he'll have to enlist the help of a sexy rival hunter. Now, you cannot actually purchase blood ties on any of the retail stores. You can only get it by joining my reader newsletter, Um, So if you want to get your free copy of Blood Ties, head on over to tarabenner.com. I'll put a link to that down in the show notes. So what's going on this week in my life here? So uh, this past weekend, my husband and I took a little day trip down to Canyon City, Colorado. And if you're a reader and that name is ringing a bell for you, that's because Canyon City is actually the main city in the territory of the Temple Canyon Werewolf Pack. It's also where Daphne and Fiona go to the bar in Hunter's Witch when they're trying to get some information from the werewolves. Um, That bar is actually based on a coffee shop called the Coyote's Den. Coyote Den? Something like that. Um, It's near Penrose. And I've been to Canyon City to hike before several times. Uh, There's some, some beautiful... Um, very remote areas to hike down there. But I really hadn't had a chance to explore much of the downtown or, you know, the city of Canyon City itself. And it's such a fun place to visit. If you're in Colorado or just kind of in that area in the Southwest, I highly recommend that you make the trip. I give Canyon City five out of five stars. Um, There are lots of great restaurants there. There's a little coffee shop, lots of little retail stores that are wonderful. Oddly, it has the most hair salons and dog spas I've ever seen in one like town. Um, But besides the delicious beer that I got at World's End Brewing Company, um, I tried two of them, the King's Kona Stout and Leith's Tears, which is a porter. Besides all that, the highlight of our trip was actually our visit to a place called J&J Minerals Rock Shop. So I'm very into crystals and gemstones. I'm surrounded by my crystals pretty much all the time. And my husband is also a rock hound. Um, He's really into turquoise and mining. And so whenever we visit a new town, we always have to visit the rock shop or the crystal store. And... I can't reveal the precise details of what transpired at this rock shop without giving a major spoiler for Warrior Witch, but I mention this because this little trip, it just, like, it gave me the best idea for book six. So, in a nutshell, we were at the crystal store, and my son started getting fussy, and I knew he needed to eat, and so I went back to the truck to feed him, and my husband, after you know we got back to the truck, he went back to the crystal store um, to get me this beautiful wrapped piece of clear quartz that I wanted, and he also wanted to see if he could barter with the shop owner on this other piece that I had my eye on, but that was you know quite expensive, and this was a stone that I had wanted to add to my collection for quite some time, but what the shop owner told him about this stone it was so crazy. I honestly, I thought he was pulling my husband's leg and we both thought that the shop owner was making this up a hundred percent, but we got home and we started to research it. And it turned out that it was a hundred percent true. And so immediately when we found this out, I said to my husband, Oh my gosh, this is so good. It has to be a plot point. It's just, it's too obscure and unbelievable. Nobody will see this coming. And so that evening, I sat down with my outline and I tried to reimagine this one section of the book and how I could make this work in the plot. And I'm still kind of massaging my outline because I don't want this little twist to give away anything else. And so I have to be really careful with how I'm foreshadowing this. Um, But suffice to say, (laughs) there is... A big twist coming in Warrior Witch, and um, I, yeah, I won't, I won't say what it is, but get excited. I really, I can't wait to write the author's note and talk about it. Uh, <laughs> usually I write the author's note when I've finished with a book and I'm kind of reflecting on how it all went, um, but I really kind of want to get ahead of it and write that part of the author's note now because it's just It's so exciting to me to have this little piece of trivia at my fingertips. But anyway, that's pretty much what we've had going on personally. Um, For those of you listening at home who are keeping track, my son is still not sleeping in his crib. He is not napping. Well, he's napping right now, but I think it's probably short-lived. So we'll get through this, see if we can get through it without any babies crying. As far as a writing update goes, I just finished the first round of edits on The Witch's Fortune, which is the prequel novella told from Fiona's perspective. So we have Blood Ties. That's Gabriel's story, Gabriel and Wesley's, but mostly Gabriel's story. And um, The Witch's Fortune is Fiona's story. And last week I mentioned that I had set myself the challenge of writing this novella in just four Days. And I was kind of tracking my progress each day on TikTok. I did accomplish that. I did get it written in just four days. And that was almost 20,000 words, not quite. But it took me another four days to edit (laughs) what I had written. So four days to write, four days to edit. Can anyone explain to me how that works? Because I don't know. (laughs) Really, though, I think the reason it took so long is because of all the research that was involved. Because I created this new character Cornelius, who is a gold prospector from the 19th century, and so I had to make sure that the historical backstory was reasonably accurate and believable. Um, I, you know, I had to his- research the history of the Colorado Gold Rush, specifically the gold boom that happened later on in Cripple Creek. I had to. Glean some more in-depth information on specific tarot cards, because a big part of the story is Jinx pulling cards for Fiona when she does a reading for her, and I had to do some pretty in-depth figuring on what gold coins would be worth in 2014, which is actually the year the novella is set. Some people don't know this. They assume that the entire series of Witches of the Mountain Shadow is set in present day, but in fact, book one starts in 2018. Um, and I didn't really do that on purpose. I think I, in my mind, I was thinking I didn't want to get to a point where there were certain technologies that were becoming commonplace. And later on, it turned out to be a blessing because if it had been set in present time, it would have been during the COVID, um, the height of the COVID epidemic. Um, and so, (laughs) you know, I don't know if any other authors are putting masks in their books, but I, that's something I really, really want to avoid. And so, Maybe everything contemporary I write will be set in 2018 from now on. I'm not sure. Um, But anyway, I released part one of that novella to my patrons this past Tuesday. The second half is going to be going out to them on March 1st. I do intend on releasing that novella to my newsletter subscribers at some point in the future, but it's not going to be for sale in any of the retail stores. At least that's my plan. You'll only be able to get that novella if you are part of my inner circle because I'm really trying to draw more people into my inner circle of readers so that it's not just I'm not just this vague author. They don't really know that they just download a book from Amazon and that's it. I don't want it to be this transactional relationship. I want to draw readers into this little community the other thing that I've been working on this week is I picked up where I left off on the first draft of Warrior Witch. Um, As I mentioned, I did have a small plot crisis related to that tidbit of information that I got from the crystal guy in Canyon City. Um, And I'm still, like I said, I'm still kind of working out some finer details of the plot, but um, the first draft is going swimmingly. There's a lot of things that need to happen. There's a lot of characters in play different groups each with their own motivations and all of that has to kind of come full circle i'm also struggling a bit about what to do about christopher um christopher christopher <laughs> i always call him christopher in my head but that's probably not how you pronounce the name um because as you recall he is fiona's new across the street mortal neighbor his wife elvira spoiler alert. Turn it off for 30 seconds if you don't want the spoiler. Spoiler alert, his wife, Elvira, is a hunter and she um, is killed in book five. And so he has to have his own little tiny little baby subplot. And I just I'm working out the finer points of that kind of as I write, which I really I told myself I wasn't going to do that on this book. I was going to have all the little tiny subplots all perfectly worked out. But of course, that doesn't always happen. But I'm still hoping to have the first draft finished by the end of February. I'm just saying by the end of the month because it's the shortest month of the year. So I'm going to give myself a little extra wiggle room, particularly since I took on this novella project out of nowhere. So that is happening. That's it for my writing updates. What am I reading this week? This week, I have cracked open The High Mountain Court by A.K. Mulford. This is a high fantasy novel with fae and witches, and I'm really, really, really enjoying it so far. I think she has created a really believable world that is unique unto itself. Um, it's got its own money system and some very intricate um, details about the different religions and customs. It's unusual because it doesn't feel old timey in a way that a lot of high fantasy novels do. So the protagonist who's a woman, she's wearing pants. They have they seem to have some pseudo-modern knowledge of science. So like there's a scene where she's gonna order she's pretending that she's pregnant, but she's not really pregnant, and she orders something to drink and the person who's with her says, You're supposed to be pregnant. And so that leads me to believe that this is not high fantasy set in some medieval type time period. So it's it's very interesting that way. Really enjoying it. Again, that's called The High Mountain Court by A.K. Mulford. I will put a link to that down in the show notes. I am also still listening to Outcast, the second book in the Cat Dubois Chronicles by Lindsay Sparks. Um, Also enjoying that one. Uh, I'm really just filling my Kindle with fantasy lately. I've kind of put a pause on some of my nonfiction and I'm switching gears to fantasy. So Keep your recommendations coming if you read any fantastic paranormal or fantasy books that you think I would enjoy. We're about to wrap up here, but before we go, let's check the mailbox. And this week we have a question from Brian in Massachusetts. And Brian writes, I remember from Ether Witch, the legend of the first Etherling. This witch was supposed to be the offspring of a witch and a hunter. But in Hunter's Witch, you hint at Gabriel's mother being something more. What's the difference between *Etherwitch* Witch and Gabriel's mother? So, excellent question, Brian. This is somewhat of a spoiler if you haven't read Hunter's Witch. Um, the chapter that you're talking of, um, Gabriel and Fiona have this same question because Elias hints that Gabriel's mother was the hunter when he always assumed it was his father. But he also hints that she was something more and potentially what she was is linked to whatever Fiona and Gabriel's children will be. And so is there such a thing as a person who is not genetically half and half, so an ether witch, which we only can assume that that's true based on the folklore, um, but can someone be truly both a hunter and a witch? And the difference is that an ether witch, of course, is really just a witch who has these enhanced abilities to work with the ether in her environment. But someone who is a hunter and a witch would be completely different because she would theoretically have the ability to work the elements, but she would also have this innate urge to hunt and kill dangerous supernaturals. She would possibly have a bunch of the powers that come with that. And I hint pretty heavily in Hunter's Witch that that is what Gabriel's mother was. Um, I don't think I come out and say it. I I plan to explain that fully in Warrior Witch. um, But yes, there is a difference between an Aether Witch and this person who is technically both a witch and a hunter. So I hope that halfway answers your question, Brian. Thank you so much for sending it in. If you have any burning questions you'd like for me to answer on the podcast, you can send your letters to Tara at gmail.com, or you can post them on any of my social media channels. I am at author Tara Benner on Facebook, Instagram, and most recently, TikTok. You can also post them in our secret reader group on Facebook. That's called Tara Benner's Reader Revolution. You just have to answer the two membership questions and I will approve you. That's all I have for you this week. But feel free to stay in my cabin as long as you like. It's chilly out there, so let's stay warm. We can drink some hot cocoa. I have whipped cream and marshmallows. You can crack open a good book, hopefully one of mine, and have a wonderful weekend.